Welcome back to The Dead Drop, your secret cache of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And I hope you all appreciated that I didn't take the bait to create an April Fool's episode with a bunch of fake news articles. The last thing that I'd want to do is misinform you or tell you about things that aren't actually happening in the games industry. Suffice to say, there's enough things happening in there that you wouldn't necessarily believe anyway. With that being said, here are some of the news stories that you may or may not believe, but you probably need to know. Last week, the news broke via a tweet from the Razer PR lead Will Powers that E3, as a digital and a physical event for 2022, has been cancelled. This is making waves across the industry as they haven't been very transparent or even communicating whether the event will be going ahead. It was rumoured that the physical version was definitely not going ahead at least, but there was always the possibility that they would run a digital event instead. It has now been officially announced and confirmed by the ESA as well that it will not be happening in 2022, and they will be coming back in 2023 with a, as they say, a reinvigorated showcase. Now, whether this will actually happen or not, it's hard to say. The ESA and E3 has not had a very good track record with uh, public events like this, especially when the event changed from being a press-only event to being available to the public. It kind of changed the format of things a little bit. That combined with their really shoddy record of protecting people's information, even those in the media, I doubt E3 should be coming back. But what do you think? Let me know via email, send it through to the podcast, and I'll read your theories out on the show. Four senators in the US have stepped up and written to the Federal Trade Commission expressing their concern over the proposed merger with Activision Blizzard and Microsoft, and it seems to be in support of the idea that it creates unfair competition in the games industry. This was not on the radar for anyone, as the FTC is currently investigating the idea that this could be creating a monopoly, but most have dismissed this already. A big component of this merger is the idea that Bobby Kotick, someone who has been an instigator and proponent of a lot of the sexual harassment claims and lawsuits that have been directed at Activision Blizzard, with the merger, gets a golden parachute and can pretty much do nothing for the next 12 months until the merger is complete, and then he'll likely be evacuated with a massive monetary safety net of around 200 to 300 million dollars. This is probably the thing that really institutes this politician stepping in to try and activate the FTC to try and make the merger not happen. And Microsoft has not been openly or actively pursuing efforts to support the unionization efforts from some of the employees there at the moment, though they have remained supportive of whatever Activision Blizzard chooses to do. I believe it's the stagnation of Activision Blizzard waiting for that massive paycheck that the politicians are trying to target here. Capcom has announced that the Japanese company will be increasing employees' salaries by 30% when the fiscal year begins on April 1st of this year. There's going to be plenty of new additions to their salary structure and their human resources operating model, which includes a lot of components that should improve communications between individuals or staff and the management team. And they're really looking at ways to improve the culture in the company itself, it seems. The idea that the company is doing quite well, or at least well enough to improve employee salaries by at least a third, is likely because they've had a very successful couple of years across 2020 and 2021. Of course, 
This is mostly due to Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. Let's hope this persists across the gaming industry, particularly as this is coming from Japan, which has a very strong corporate culture. But being Capcom, hopefully they can lead the way with what other companies intend to do. Twitch has indefinitely removed the paid boosts option for Twitch streamers after recently some individuals were using the feature to promote pornography to the front page, which obviously breaks Twitch's usage and terms of service. It has not been said whether the paid boost feature will return, though it's incredibly unlikely considering the backlash from the creating community for it, and with the recent exuant of a lot of Twitch staff, and that being one of the features that the majority of them objected to, it's unlikely that it will return. The feature was originally instituted as a way for streamers to make it to the front page of Twitch, but being a paid feature, it's likely just a way for Twitch as a corporation to make a little bit more revenue. Brandon Sanderson, a popular fantasy writer, most well known for the Mistborn and Stormlight Archive fantasy novels, has been approached by Bandai Namco, the publisher of Elden Ring, with the potential for a collaboration. While he was on stream, he opened a parcel that he received that had Elden Ring stuff around it, included a sword, a cloak, and other merchandise based on the From Software game, and it also included a note that maybe there's something they could do together. Brandon Sanderson didn't skip a beat, saying that he's been working on ideas for a number of different projects, seemingly for no reason except to be prepared when one of them approaches him. It also feels a little bit unusual, particularly as Brandon Sanderson has stepped out into the limelight after George R.R. Martin, who collaborated with FromSoft on creating Elden Ring, kind of caused a bit of a stir by complaining that he wasn't involved in it. Now it seems they want to do something with him, and whether it has something to do with them expanding the Elden Ring universe into other media properties, maybe into a novel series, who knows. We'll just have to keep an eye on Brandon to make sure we know exactly what's going on. An article on SciPost.com has summarized something posted in the Computers in Human Behavior journal that sheds light on virtual reality and shows that it can induce mild and transient symptoms of depersonalization and derealization, which can be a big deal for people who are looking to get stuck into VR as video games a lot more often. The study explored and evaluated the idea of losing one's own identity or sense of reality by using Elder Scrolls V Skyrim as a way to test, and they did a bit of an A-B test, one group using the virtual reality headsets to play the game, and the other playing on desktop PC. And they found, of course, that the group using the virtual reality headsets was much more immersed, and then upon removing the VR headset, found increased depersonalization and derealization symptoms attached to it. We're not gonna have time to deep dive on the science related to this, so I'd urge you to click the link in the show notes and have a read for yourself as we venture further into the metaverse and the idea that our future could be in virtual reality, the idea of being completely desensitized or removed from our actual reality becomes a serious danger. But for the moment, if you're just entertaining the idea of buying a PSVR 2 when it comes out later this year, you'll probably be okay. And lastly, the Paramount Plus TV series Halo which started last week, has now made their first episode available for free on YouTube. This is gonna only be available in several countries. I'm not gonna try and tell you which ones it is available in because Australia was not on that list of unavailable countries, and yet I still can't watch it here. But if you do happen to get lucky enough or you've got a subscription to Paramount Plus, maybe give Halo series a look 
and see if it measures up to the hype that the games get. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. Head to deaddroppod.com for more information about the news stories and more. Join me every Monday and Thursday to discuss the latest game news. Make sure you tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Follow us on Instagram at Dead Drop Podcast. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.